0: Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. We are one week post uh, our big monthly patch, and we have some exciting things to talk about. We want to talk about meta, we want to talk about new card, new location, etc., and maybe some spicy conversation that's been going around on the internet, and so... Uh, We will dive right into the topics today. I am joined by first-time guest on the podcast, Zombies Go Nom Nom. Zombies, thank you for being here.
1: Hey, how's it going? I'm I'm excited to be here.
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, great to have you on. Uh, It's actually been a couple weeks since we've had somebody new on, so it's always exciting to have kind of a first-time guest here for the listeners. Um, Before we dive into the topics I alluded to, I want to give you a chance to just kind of introduce yourself to the listeners. Background with gaming, content creation, Marvel Snap, just a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, so uh, I've been doing full-time content creation for a little bit now since ooh, I think it was late last year, like November last year, or, or two years ago, actually. It's been flying by like a year and a half. So uh, I switched to Marvel Snap. I was initially doing Hearthstone content for mm-hmm. Hearthstone Mercenaries for like the five people who might uh, remember that, one of which was fellow uh, SnapZone writer, Safety Blade. That's how Safety Blade and I first met. Um, and, uh, then that eventually kind of died down a bit and I played snap in beta, but I was really casual about it. Um, it was just kind of a fun thing on the side and, uh, I really liked it. Uh, but I ended up quitting the game for a while, got distracted with other stuff, came back at launch and decided that was kind of the, uh, the direction I wanted to take my content. And it was, uh, I think it was a great decision. I really love the game, uh, very much enjoy the community around it. And uh, I'm excited to talk about the, the kind of recent developments we've had uh, going on.
0: yeah, it's been it's been for me at least uh, kind of a more exciting week than in recent memory. I feel like uh, definitely some things, some things have balanced out, and we'll we'll dive into that a little bit later. because uh, first, we want to dive into always a uh, new card of the week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Stagron, uh is the new card this week, and I will read the description here. So Stegron is a four cost five power card. With the ability, on reveal, move an enemy card from here to another location. Uh, I always just try to make sure this is explicit. Like, what does that description mean? So this is not you picking mm-hmm. a card on your opponent's side of the board and choosing where it goes. It's uh, kind of like Juggernaut in the sense that it will move a card there. Um, and it will move it to a random, one of the other two locations randomly, right? Yeah. Uh, if, if a location's already full, it can't go there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This is kind of like Juggernaut, but it can be for a card that's already been played. It doesn't have to be played that turn. So I always like to turn it over to the guest first. Uh, Let's just talk general impressions thoughts. How do you feel like this card measures up? What kind of excitement have you seen online uh, today about this card?
1: So I picked this one up late last night, shortly after the release. It was it was weird. They did a, a late night release. Yeah, that, the... that threw me
0: off. I Yeah, I was surprised yeah. by that.
1: <laughs> I think we all were a little surprised. And it was even later than like it was supposed to be, I guess, because the, the timer went down to zero. And I don't know if you saw, but there were some reports of double Jeff in the shop. It was pretty funny. Um, but Stegron came out last night, and uh, it's a pretty neat card. I think it's kind of been at least a little bit underrated. I don't think he's the best card in the world but i do think there's some fun and interesting potential with it and he does have a really cool animation too where he kind of like whips the tail to move the card around so it's always kind of neat to see that um but i think i was higher on this card than most of the other people i talked to i don't think it's really a, a flashy 6k buy for i think most players unless you have most of the cards you want already Uh, but it is a really fun card to play with. I I found myself really enjoying the effect. I really like the juggernaut type effects, arrow, all the move uh, where you're moving opponent stuff, I think is really fun. And my favorite thing I've done with it so far is you give them the void with sentry and then they give up on that lane. So sometimes it's the only thing there. And then you can just bop it somewhere else for another Mm. minus 10. So it's like an enlarged hobgoblin, but they don't really see it coming and that that's been really fun
0: (laughs) yeah that that sounds spicy um uh we had a guest on the podcast a couple weeks ago um now i'm blanking on his name uh the jolly roger who does the marvel Marvel snap show over on uh tiktok and he's a huge uh fan of um the void and uh um now i'm forgetting the the first card's name um the 410 that you just described. Oh, Sentry. Sentry. Sentry, sorry. The one that
1: got buffed recently. Yeah. The- yes,
0: yes, Sentry. yeah. He's a huge Sentry fan, so that sounds like something he would want to try out as well. But um, yeah, I, I just want to kind of touch on a couple of things you said. Um, I think, you know, when we kind of initially saw the cards coming out this month, I think general impression with staggeron was kind of bottom tier of the cards coming out this month. Yeah. By a lot of people, I'm not saying that's, you know, just because some people said that online, it's true. But I think part of that, at least in my uh, perception is that, you know, move is seen by a lot of people as not very competitive. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, people argue on that both ways. Right. Uh, um, and so I think that could be a whole conversation itself and will continue to be an ongoing conversation, but I think some people say, oh, it's a move card. Oh, you know, it's not as good or it's not giving me extra power on my side of the board. Right. It's Mm -hmm. not buffing my card. So must not be good as something else. Um, But I think there's a lot of power. I mean, you you kind of compared it to Arrow, right? In the sense Mm -hmm. that it's kind of you controlling a little bit of how and where your your opponent's cards go. Yeah. Um, And I think that can be very powerful, um, especially played, you know, you can play Stagger on turn four, but playing on turn six, right, can maybe be that surprise play that your opponent didn't expect, right?
1: Yeah. And sometimes, like, especially with he pairs so well with Zabu, and sometimes it's really not an unreasonable tempo play to just kind of mess up usually with the location. Sometimes the locations really uh, kind of backfire on some of these decks, so you really want to avoid one of them, and then just getting to kind of knock their thing into a different lane, and especially if you're already running stuff to clog up the lanes. like That's why I kind of like the Sentry deck because there's a lot of redundancy. Um, If you, you really dislike Galactus, like the Sentry deck might be your best friend. Because it's uh, it's like half the cards in the deck single-handedly counter it. And it's definitely been a lot of fun. It's cool to see. There have been so many different builds of it. Um, so, like, I played one with Stegron and without him trying, like, Jeff in the spot. Because there's a lot of lane lockdown stuff. And uh, they've both been really interesting. They play very differently. But I think Stegron, I think he's being a little bit slept on as kind of a result of well, it's cool, but it's not like uh, when you have some of these other really cool cards that are coming up in May and especially June, I don't think people mind waiting a little bit for this one. And we saw that with other cards in the past, like uh, we just had Stature drop and that was one I waited for to drop and I've been really enjoying that card. So I think you're going to get a handful of cards like that where people don't bite at the 6K mark, but once it falls down and you kind of open it naturally, uh, I think people are going to have a lot of fun with this card.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's several cards like that. Another one that comes to mind is Master Mold. I think we've yeah. seen mm-hmm. that Master Mold is probably a good card, but it, again, it maybe doesn't have that like marketing appeal. Like, oh, it's this cool thing that seems super overpowered, so I'm going to spend six thousand tokens. But once mm-hmm. some of these cards comes down, I mean, they really they could be meta shifting in some cases, right?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's definitely a potentially impactful card. I've seen a few different people trying it out, and obviously. It's only been like less than 24 hours, but uh, I think it's been really neat. The only I think one complaint I've seen that's a little justified is surprised it's a four or five when there are quite a few. Well, not there are at least a, a handful of good four sixes, and I'm surprised they they aired on the side of caution there. But move can be really tricky, so I can. I mean, we've seen them bump around the power quite a bit on like arrow and other move cards so it's it's a powerful effect even though like you said it's not always seen as the most competitive thing by a lot of people like i haven't played a bunch of full-on move decks but i think when you add in an element of especially moving opponent stuff around it really and it surprises the opponent on top of that it can be really powerful
0: yeah a couple of thoughts um first just talking move um You know, we we alluded to this in last week's episode, but we've seen the leaf cards for June at this point. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're one to look at those cards, then a lot of move cards coming, is I guess what we'll say. Um, I'm really interested. Obviously, Stagron's kind of moving your opponent's board, and some of these cards are moving your cards, etc. But I just think move is only going to get better uh, in the next couple of months, and people maybe will start to appreciate... um, the move play style a little bit more but that being said i think move is one of the most complex um things to play i think it can play mm. at a high level right now it's just very complex and difficult i'm not a great move player i mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the idea of like playing a move deck but when i do it, i just feel like i like can't turn on my galaxy brain you yeah know, to, like uh to make it work as as well as some other people so yeah uh interested to see there but kind of turning from there We've already alluded to some synergies with Stagron, but I want to just talk kind of our, you know, top few cards or, or decks that mm-hmm. Stagron kind of slots in with. Um, I'll say a couple first. Uh, you kind of already called this out, but like, I think Zabu, Sarah, right? Cost reduction with this card, I think is powerful, mm-hmm. uh, especially kind of if you get Zabu and Sarah on the board, Staggron becomes a, four, a two cost card. You can play it on the sixth turn of the game which still gives you a lot of wiggle room to play other stuff on that turn, but kind of have that surprise factor at the very end of the game, I think can be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I think I'm sure you've seen and probably tried out yourself is Miles My- Morales. Uh, yeah. o- obviously, um, you know, uh, kind of Miles, you know, sees play whenever kind of a new move card comes out or move cards see prominently. Um, but yeah, I want to hear some of your thoughts, other synergies or other, of key things you think sh- people should be thinking of when they're thinking of Stegron.
1: so it's uh one thing i really liked i haven't tried Stegron out in it yet but i was doing a i called it like a tempo move deck and it was something i tried out a while ago a few months ago but it got some pretty good additions i mean the main big addition was jeff because we needed another card like nightcrawler to kind of move around Like, I I kind of agree with what you said a lot. Like, I'm not really a move player. Like, if I'm playing, like, a full all-in move deck, I'm usually going to make a lot of mistakes because I just don't play those type of decks, really. But I like these ones where it's less about me moving my own stuff around. Like, that'll happen occasionally, and it can be beneficial, but it's not, like, the focus of the deck. It's just kind of uh, an added benefit of flexibility Mm -hmm. because... I mean, I think people have seen it with Jeff coming out. The flexibility of being able to just kind of change up your mind on where, like, hey, I played this here. Let me put it here instead. Things have changed in the game. Maybe I no longer want a two drop on the right for whatever reason, or I want it in like a a dust domain that we can't get into. Um, So I think move is really powerful when you're doing stuff like that, where you're unexpectedly like reacting to the board and what your opponent's doing. And when you're doing lane control stuff, Instead mm-hmm. of trying to do a big flashy like Heimdall turn that like everyone knows when that's about to happen, right? I mean, it can still win sometimes, but it's very telegraphed. Um, and I think with this deck, using things like Polaris and Arrow, and then I found the the one really cool card has been Craven because um, mm. he just naturally gets pretty big. You don't need him to get really insane. I mean, if he ends up being like a two six. It's pretty good when yeah. it's just doing stuff you want your deck to be doing. And you mentioned Miles. I found Miles has been really nice in that shell because it's it's a tempo oriented deck. So you're trying to put out like, you're trying to make an impact every turn um, and then try and take your opponent by surprise at the end sometimes or just outstat them. And a lot of people don't play around Arrow as much anymore unless you're running into the Electro Ramp deck. And I think even though she's been changed, she can be. A really good card still and i'm curious to try Stegron in the deck it's so tricky because there even though move has never had like a crazy amount of support it, it does feel like a list where i find it difficult to cut stuff because now with jeff and nightcrawler i find angelo's finally feeling good enough for that deck because you can boost her up so much by playing yeah. stuff there moving it away playing more stuff thereafter it's just been uh very powerful synergies so i i really like stagron for that reason and i'm definitely excited for some of the other upcoming move stuff because i think we're finally going to get it's going to be like a critical mass of it but you're not going to necessarily easily fit it all in one deck so i think they're going to be a lot of different variations of the move deck and i'm excited to see kind of how that goes because like this version it doesn't feel as much of a move deck it's more about moving control kind of in a way where you're you're surprising the opponent with a juggernaut or moving with the polaris to kind of close out their lane it's uh but i find that to be so fun it's it's more fun to me than the the standard move stuff
0: yeah no i think that's a definitely a fair point i think uh i think that's the thing that interests me most with staggeron is kind of more of the control um that deck that i'm i'm looking at a list that's similar to what you're describing right now and Yeah, I think he slots in there nicely. And to what you said, right, uh, it's like, what do you cut? I guess that's like a good problem to have, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) It's It's like a blessing and a curse, you Mm know? Um, So, yeah, and I think that's only going to get harder with, uh, in a good way, with more move cards. I mean, it's really going to open up the floodgates of, like, what people are going to start trying to optimize move even more and say, like, what is the optimal uh, lists, you know, plural. So... Yeah, on interesting card. Interested to see what people do with it. Um, you know, I haven't purchased it myself. I'm sitting on 12,000 tokens. And I think I just feel a little bit of purchase paralysis. I don't know what I want to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to keep my options open and see, you know, between now and next month what I want to get. But we will be moving on here to our next topic. And that topic is uh, new location this week. Oh, so boy. now we're getting uh, new locations every other week. Um, and you know, we're only seeing them for 24 hours featured. So that's been the last month and a half or so, I want to say. Uh, so this week we're getting the sandbar. The sandbar reads, cards with abilities can't be played here. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong, the way I read this, abilities in this case, the language of the game means if it has text, right? Yeah, If it has like any ability or text, so that's on reveal ongoing or just like it has text of something that happens at a certain time, like Bishop or Angela. Right. Um, So really the only cards that can be played there and their initial play, uh, like time being played are, you know, your Misty Knight, Wasp, uh, Shocker all the way up to Hulk. Right. Yeah. Um, So I think that's the obvious thing to state. Uh, It does say cards with abilities can't be played here. But cards that add cards to another location, uh, those can be added here, right? So, Squirrel Girl, yeah, you can get around a uh,
1: uh, vision, vision, it yeah.
0: Think, things can move into this location. So, uh, we were just talking a bunch about move, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can move into this location, but um, want to turn it over to you. General thoughts, uh, to start us off on this location. Uh,
1: well, it's it, this one's coming at a really funny time because we have seen kind of things evolve in a way where sandman ramp and galactus were by far the most popular things people theorized that patriot would end up doing really well against those two particular decks and that ended up being true we saw patriot just totally demolish a tournament with like the full top four all being different patriot decks and we're seeing super scroll that's how that's how good patriot has been uh recently is is they're they're teching super scroll for the mirror which i think uh that was like a meme when super scroll came out or like maybe when there's an onslaught citadel hot location, people would break it out. But now we're seeing it like where. Sorry. Um, uh, but it's, it's uh, I think this is going to be one people don't like <laughs> because uh, Patriot's already popular page. I mean, Patriot's good. You can get into this other ways, um, but uh, it's it's kind of like just another this reminds me of plunder castle except more annoying (laughs) and people hated plunder castle uh justifiably so some some cases so i I think uh less of these is kind of good it's not the worst location in the world but it's it's kind of boring in how you approach it because either you're you're playing patriot or you're gonna play something tries to counter patriot probably
0: yeah. Um for the record, I still hate Blender castle. Uh you know, I, I play a lot of decks without six cross cards and so whenever that pops up I'm like, well, this just sucks cuz my opponent probably can play there and I can't. But uh but yeah, I think this is going to be a spicy one. Um uh we'll talk we'll talk more on Patriot in the future uh upcoming here on the episode, but um yeah, Patriot's been being played a ton. I've been playing a lot of Patriot. So I imagine the 24 hours of Sandbar is like you if you draw the best ongoing cards and you get your uh super scroll down like you win the game basically right it's like it's it's like can can you play like uh patriot on three mystique on four blue marble on five and uh your um i just said it uh super scroll on six right essentially right if like if you get that like you win the game
1: where you just uh, copy some people have been using the mystique to copy the super scroll. And now they won't copy each other because that would make an infinite loop. So they kind of prevented that, but it's uh, I was saying it's going to be so Patriot heavy. I bet there are going to be some people, not only having the super scroll, but having the, the rogue to counter the super scroll. <laughs> I think it's yeah. going to get that deep for the next day.
0: I mean, and it's so interesting because, like, you think if you're playing that in a Patriot deck, like, you're replacing cards with, like, multiple tech cards. So then it's, like, do you become so hyper-focused on the ongoing cards that, like, buff your cards without abilities that you're not able Mm -hmm. to actually play your cards without abilities? So then it's uh, not as good, right? So, um, yeah, and then obviously, you know, uh, Enchantress, right? Uh, If you're playing kind of hard counter to this location, I think that's going to be your strat here. That and
1: Killmonger, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. It just, yeah uh, seems yeah. like the move. So break out the Saras, because it, it's going to be needed. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Bring bring all the counters to the party. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's one of those times where, you know, I'm like, this is going to be a long 24 hours. I'm not sure if I'm going to play as much. Uh, 24 yeah. hours. And the funny thing is, like, I've been playing like a decent amount of Patriot over the last week, but knowing that, like, it's going to be like every match is a mirror match or it's going to feel that way. Right. Yeah, uh,
1: Especially with the super scrolls, It's just so, Oh man. And it, it feels bad losing to a super scroll. I've got to say, it's cool that the card is finally having a bit of a moment, but Oh man, does it feel bad to lose to that? Just have all your ongoings flipped against you.
0: Yeah. There have been, there's been quite a few matches over the last week where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm, this is looking really good. I'm ahead. And then mm-hmm. they flip flipped that super scroll on six. And I'm like, yeah it's uh
1: it's it's because it it really messes with the the dino Darkhawk deck too it's crazy in the mirror for patriot sometimes you catch like a rogue iron man or something like it there's just a lot of ongoing you've we've seen like half the thanos lists are all ongoing stuff and man from what i've heard they really don't appreciate that super scroll so it's uh it's been it's it's been really interesting to see uh how how it's kind of trending in that direction since I mean we never really seen it I think at this level before in like terms of popular ongoing stuff being around
0: yeah I guess my final take on this is I don't feel as stressed or concerned about this as I have in the past where it was like a 48 hour featured Mm -hmm. location I think the 24 hours it's like I'm still going to play that day I'm not going to like skip the whole day playing right but like whether I play more or less like it's kind of like well you know um before it was like after that first 24 hours, I was just like, I'm done. Yeah, like I that was need... a great change. Yeah. So uh listeners, you know, I'm curious your thoughts. If you feel the same, but um yeah, I think I think this is an interesting location. Again, they're just trying to fill every little nook and cranny of the design space with locations over time. So there's gonna be ones we love, ones we hate, and ones in the middle. But uh yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how the uh 24 hours plays out. Do you have any closing thoughts on Sandbar?
1: uh not a whole lot it's it's just uh i just think it's kind of a uh, comedic timing given how popular patriot became um but yeah really nice this is only a day because i think i think as we've seen with some of the other ones in the past two days was just too much for some of for some of these like really annoying lockdown ones where it's like i kind of just want to play the deck i want to play and this is one of those locations that just says well Because of that, you're no longer allowed to play on a third of the board uh, most of the time. And it's like uh, people, I think, I think they've even admitted when people have asked about locations that they may have gone a little bit too far in terms of like just the the sheer amount of these like very restrictive ones. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see them do a bit less of these um, because I I think they're some of the more disliked locations in the game. Um, Yeah so it'll it'll be interesting to see i don't like hate it or anything but it's just it's a lot less fun than uh some of the other recent ones we've seen
0: yeah i like something that does something very unique and adds to the gameplay i think like the one that comes to my mind i'm not saying it's my favorite gamma lab right Mm -hmm. Does something very unique and when it pops up it's like oh do i play for this do i not does my opponent have shang chi do i have shang chi right yeah um it kind of like it changes the game and makes you adapt in a fun unique way Mm -hmm. i'd love to see more locations that kind of go along that theme of like it has a unique ability that kind of makes the game that game memorable if you will so Mm -hmm. awesome well we will take a quick break here uh an ad break and then we will go to our next topic Hey all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and deck lists for all level players and all collection level players make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com and check it out now okay we will continue on here and i always make faces disappear there <laughs> uh, for people that may be watching the video on youtube Usually I do a pretty good job with our transitions. I don't have a technical support person doing here, but today's uh, been a little bit of an off day. Maybe we'll fix some of it in our post-production, but uh, we will continue on here to our next topic, which is the state of the meta. Uh, We have been alluding to this, obviously, in in some of our ongoing conversation here, but I did want to Mm -hmm. dedicate five, 10 minutes just talking what has kind of risen, what has fallen in the last week since the patch? Uh, you know, we've seen the fall, if you will, of uh Shuri. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I still think Shuri is a decent card, I don't think Shuri's dead, but it's obviously nowhere near kind of that tier S or tier yeah. one, uh, dominating force, which I think is a good thing. Uh, but whenever something kind of shifts from the top, right, uh, you never know if one or five or ten things are going to shift to the top, right. Mm-hmm. um and so i want to talk a little bit about yeah what's your been your experience what's the conversation you've been seeing online uh for those watching the video version of the podcast we've just got the latest list here from marvel the tier list uh that they update every week uh so we'll probably be referencing some of these as we go but i want to just again turn it over to you first uh what's been your thoughts general impressions of the meta over the last week
1: so i think things have been playing out kind of as expected but in like a good way um where we saw kind of the initial rush after the patch everyone kind of ran to the electro deck part of that was fueled by so leader got buffed made a kind of real card again even though he's uh not anywhere near what he used to be he's much more of a a playable card especially in that kind of archetype um so i think that kind of boosted up the interest and the fact that people knew hey, this is already a good deck and it dodged the nerfs in the the patch. So anytime that happens, I think you're always going to see some people flock to a list that is very proven or in this case got a a little bonus added to it. Um, And a lot of people wanted to try that card again. It's always fun. It's kind of like we got a new card in some ways. Um, So that was pretty expected. I used that for most of my climb this month, uh, just kind of farming the hit monkey decks before the nerfs. And the deck was very, very effective. Um, And it was really underplayed for a while, and then it really spiked up. And then Galactus was popping around too, uh, because that was another deck where it's not really bothered by the changes that happened. And if anything, it just has uh, a better matchup against the field, because it's pretty good against the Electro deck if they don't draw Arrow uh, or sometimes Magneto. Uh, But I think generally the Galactus deck is also really good against the Electro deck. So that really rose in popularity. And though he's polarizing, Galactus is a card a lot of people just really enjoy it. It's, it's something that they like playing a ton. So I think that has more to do with the uh, play rate there and the fact that it's just good against Electro Ramp, which was by far the most popular thing. Um, Dino Darkhawk is really, really good, uh, but you don't see it, or at least I don't see it, as much post-Infinite. And looking at the data kind of back that up a bit where it's I think it's almost twice the amount when you're looking at 70 through 99 compared Mm -hmm. to infinite plus and or 100 plus. Um, And I think the reason for that is it's a deck people played a ton of or or at least I did. And I noticed some others were playing a lot of the deck uh, shortly before the Shuri changes went live. I think most people would played it a lot. Uh, we're kind of of the mind that this deck is good. It's proven it's still going to be good, but we all kind of wanted to try different stuff now that the field was a bit more open. Um, yeah. So I think it's like, I think it's actually still underplayed relative to how it's a just a very smooth, powerful deck. Um, Cause you're doing some disruption things and the rocks, you're putting out a lot of power. Uh, it, it's just, and you're making it hard to interact with sometimes with armor Cosmo. Um, so the seeing the the four decks here in tier one i think this makes a lot of sense this is kind of the i kind of want to say it's like a trifecta plus the the dino Darkhawk because i think we have like a triangle here of electro ramp sarah control and patriot where they they kind of each feast on uh one another and so i think we're going to see those kind of bop around a lot here in terms of like Uh, One becomes the most popular and then the other one rises up to kind of counter it. And then as we can see, like below, there's going to be other stuff that works against these strategies. I don't think we're in an environment where one thing kind of reigns supreme. It's very contextual to like what the rest of the field is. And uh, it, it feels really nice. It feels so much more open and interesting. And especially at Infinite, I'm seeing just so many different things people are trying. People are trying all kinds of decks and uh it really reminds me a lot of the kind of not right at launch uh global launch but like a little bit after global launch i really enjoyed that meta kind of after i think the first nerfs to destroyer and angela um i really enjoyed how the game kind of felt like then there was a lot of reason to think about your individual decisions to count it out uh making predictions and i feel like after the change not only because of the the Shuri stuff, but I think the lockjaw change, I didn't realize how much it was kind of waning on me that anytime I ran into a Thanos lockjaw, which is about half of my games, more or less, like there was a lot less decision making um, from my end other than seeing, all right, they're throwing the stone in the jaw. Are they getting a big thing or are they getting a tiny stone and then having to react accordingly? But it wasn't the same level. I didn't find it the same level of satisfying as kind of uh, like predicting what people are going to play out and if you can counter it. Um, so I, I've been really enjoying the changes and I think the tier list is, I think pretty reflective of my experience on the ladder. I think there are definitely some like uh, fringe archetypes that haven't been fully developed yet. Like a lot of different stature stuff has been being brewed around. And some of those are pretty similar to lists like the, the Doom Wave deck, but they're kind of their own thing. We're still seeing Thanos change up a lot. Uh, it's I don't think it's anywhere near settled what the best new version of Thanos looks like. So it's, it's a really enjoyable time to be playing Marvel Snap, in my opinion. Uh, it's yeah. just really great uh this deck variety uh we're seeing people try so much fun interesting stuff and it doesn't feel like there's after being after dealing with shuri and to a slightly lesser extent thanos for so long it was very refreshing to be in a meta where there's not one top dog i'm expecting to see like every game or every other game
0: yeah it's this interesting the way i'm thinking about it is like it's very unique in the sense that Sometimes, like, when there's one really, really good thing, it's like, it's kind of like, oh, that's what you expect. And, like, everybody's going to try it and play it. And it feels, mm-hmm. like, predictable, which somehow I think, at least, I, I mean, I hated it, right? But, like, it felt safe. It felt like I knew what was going to happen. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's like, there's more things that are happening and people are trying new things, which is a good thing. But then I feel, like, more lost, which is a good thing. But I think there's that part of my brain is like, I don't know what I'm going to be
1: playing anymore.
0: (laughs) And I don't know what my opponent's going to do, which is a good thing. Again, I want to iterate. That's a good thing. But I think there's my brain plays tricks on me of like, Oh, like I feel lost. I'm figuring out what's happening. What should I be playing? What are my opponents playing? Mm -hmm. Um, But when, when I take a step back, obviously I feel positive about that. I think it's a good thing. I think this is uh, the healthiest meta we've probably had in a little while. Not saying it's perfect. I don't, Remember, you know, listeners don't think I said that it's perfect. I think I'm mm-hmm. sure there's more tweaking. I'm I'm really excited for the weekly adjustments we're going to be getting starting now, right? Yeah, that's super um,
1: exciting. Can't wait to see what they they pop up for. It's, it's starting this week, right? This Thursday, I believe.
0: Uh, they made it. Yeah, they said after the patch, which was last week. So yeah, so it should be this Thursday. Uh, every awesome. Thursday going forward until the end of May, at least is what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like. That's great, right? We've balanced out the meta a little bit. Yeah, there's some things that are stronger than other things, but they can tweak one or two pieces of those down a point, right? And they can tweak one or two things that are at the bottom up, and then all of a sudden, like, the playing field is, you know, uh, even more balanced and Mm -hmm. new things can be tried out. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I um, I think that maybe I've grown a little tired of, like, the Patriot mirrors I've played as I've been playing. Patriot, yeah. right? Like I, of the three, at least my perception against my individual experience, the one I've seen the most, I think is Patriot for me. You uh, compared to the Electro ramp and Sarah control, but I'm seeing a lot of those as well. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I am not, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind kind of a shakeup of let's change one thing in the Patriot deck, right. With one of these weekly adjustments, let's change one thing in the Electro ramp. Let's change thing. One thing in the Sarah control. And again, not trying to make those decks strictly worse or like unplayable, but like that potentially makes things like Bounce Monkey, Discard Dracula, some of these things that are in the lower tiers, all of a sudden, maybe those goes from those go from tier three to tier two, right? Uh, Because they have more room to breathe. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. What are your what are your additional thoughts?
1: Uh, Basically, so I'm definitely at least relative to the, the meta we have right now uh i'm more in favor of buffing anything uh or rather than nerfing anything i don't think there's anything that stands out to me right now even if it's like a small adjustment i don't think there's like i feel like in the past it's been kind of obvious when some of these things have been really like stand out over the top cards and while there are a lot of like good uh decks here i think there's less of like an obvious outlier that i think like yeah and then by tweaking that, it could also mess with kind of the the equilibrium we've seen develop between these like handful of decks and and how it's kind of shifting back and forth. Because I think it's not like it's just a, a rock, paper, scissors meta where you have to play like one of these three or one of these four. Um, I feel like there's a lot of room. I think one of the big takeaways is that the gap of power between what is considered like a tier one deck and a tier two deck uh, is a lot smaller than it feels Mm -hmm. like it's been in the the for the past few months and that's been really awesome because you're seeing much more uh different brews kind of be able to attack some of these decks because they're popular enough to where you know to expect them um and that can kind of boost your deck's win rate if you're playing to the field like that and i think that's a sign of a relatively healthy meta so i just like to see them buff uh, some of these underplayed cards that maybe can boost some of the lower tiered archetypes to kind of maybe um, like you mentioned discard. Discard's alright, but it's very uh, it's very telegraphed, right? Like you know when discard has it has it, and that's uh, I think one of their big disadvantages. So another synergy that could maybe help out with that, or like some of the move synergy we're going to be seeing in the the next month or two, I think is going to hugely boost that archetype because we don't see. Uh, a dedicated move deck really anywhere on here yeah. um, because there's really not one list that's like the move deck. It's, it's a very kind of, uh, feels like a kind of scattered archetype where like everyone's on like a slightly different build. Um, but I do think there's a lot of potential there. And like, I've I've had some decent success with that, with the stature stuff. So I think there's a lot of room um, in the, the tier list here for like successful decks that might not all be listed here. Uh, and it's going to take more time for those things to be refined, right? Because uh, it takes a little while testing a deck, iterating on it before you kind of see those long-term results. Yeah.
0: Um, I didn't include it in the image here, but Marvel Snapsone in the article they put out each week uh, with the tier list, they, they highlight some silent performers of the week.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I saw that. Uh,
0: which normally, like, they're not quite in the statistics to, like, be in Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. But one of those is Surfer Move. Right. Yeah,
1: I've I've heard about that a little bit. It's definitely I've always found that archetype really fascinating. I've never played yeah. too much of it, but it's very it's a very interesting idea.
0: Yeah, um, I think like as we're like talking, somehow that's where my mind centered. I'm like, I'm gonna go play that after we're done talking here. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go give that a run for its money. But yeah, I think um I think we we've, we've covered a lot here. I, I think that uh, second gen- second dinner is doing their job. Uh, It took a little while. I think people obviously felt frustrated with Shuri being a problem so long, right? Because it was like a solid month and a half or longer. Yeah, it was
1: a while. (laughs) It uh, felt pretty long.
0: Where it's In a game where you play every day, right? That feels much longer. That feels like six months. Um, Mm -hmm. It really does. (laughs) So I, I think they've got us in a good spot with the latest big patch. And then, you know, anticipating kind of these small changes week by week going forward it really kind of sets me up of like, well, are we going to need as big of a patch next month when they do their big patch, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe there'll still be cards to like buff that need abilities reworked, right? Yeah, because they're only
1: doing numbers for the most part for the OTA. They're not changing packs. So I could definitely see them not being able to get maybe every buff they'd like to try just off of a stat adjustment or a, a cost adjustment. Yeah.
0: Uh, before we move to our last topic, I just want to on the spot question. If you got to pick one card to be in this week's uh, OTA patch to be, to see a buff, Ooh. what card would it be? And what would you like to see?
1: Oh, that's tough. So one that I would really love, and it's funny because I saw someone asked about it today and they basically kind of confirmed it's not going to be a buffed card for the most part, but I'm going to say it anyway, is, uh, is Electra. I've always really liked Electra. I think Electra is a sweet card. She's really powerful uh, in the kind of early pools, pool one, pool two, really powerful card. And it's like, then you get Killmonger and uh, all of a sudden Electra just totally disappears from existence. And um, I don't think it's because Electra is really a bad card, but the effect is so much smaller. Obviously you're not hitting your own stuff, but a lot of times for the Killmonger deck, you either don't run one drops or you want your one drops to blow up. So you're happy either way. Um, so i'd like electra to be buffed and i think you could in in the developer comment they were basically like electra is very impactful in the early game uh or the early pool experience so we don't necessarily want to make her way more powerful there uh just for the sake of making her a bit more competitive in like the the late pool stuff was uh kind of the, the short version of the response and uh i think it's a pretty valid argument but i do think you could uh buff electra in a way where uh it it doesn't impact the early game experience Mm -hmm. one thing i thought would be cool and kind of thematic was if she basically her destroy was more of an exile effect so it could get through things like armor um or like wakanda just general protection effects it would be neat because well you're playing this understated card that can only hit one thing and if they have multiple one drops it's a random flip uh i think just adding like a little bit of a bonus like that because i've seen a lot of people suggest stat increases and i mean i'm sure that would make the card perform better uh but it's kind of a boring way to change it and i don't think uh i don't think that's really what uh we need to do for a card like that um but that's one I would love to see that I don't expect at all to, yeah. to actually happen, but I would be I would be really happy if uh, if they did. But I really love the this change to Sentry. Like I, that set like a gold standard to me because I hated Sentry. Sentry, I I like openly called him one of the worst cards in the game because his uh, his restriction is so bad that you can only play in two. It sounds not as bad on the surface as it is in practice sometimes, because you really sometimes you really need to play to the, the right location. And essentially it's just like, nope. And then on top of that, you had to deal with this void. And now sometimes you can do cool stuff, uh, like give it away with Viper, but that's not going to happen every game. So it's like you had two big downsides on a card. And with just a small adjustment to the amount of power he had and the amount of power the void had, uh, it totally changed like that card is actually seeing play i've had a ton of fun with the card it felt like i got a new card essentially
0: yeah. off of
1: a, a relatively minor change and it fits the character more too because Sentry's is supposed to be this really ultra powerful being so having him be kind of really on the top end of the the four cost spectrum makes a lot of sense like lore wise thematic and it's just makes him a more interesting card because like well he has this big downside, but you're getting something above rate for the downside. And how do you mitigate that to make it an upside? And those kind of c- cards are really fun to build around. So anything kind of like that, like do do more buffs like Sentry, basically. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I agree. I, I love what they, they did with the first OTA patch. Uh, we are coming up on the end of our time. We've only got a couple minutes left here. So this will be kind of our rapid fire spicy ending topic here. And that is Galactus uh mm-hmm. again uh we can only spend a couple minutes here but you and me were talking a little bit before the show uh galactus is highly debated right now online i'm seeing it on facebook reddit twitter you know in the discord i'm seeing it all over marvel snap and the argument you know people on one end say delete galactus he fundamentally changes the game it's not fun to play against yes mm-hmm. maybe it's telegraph, but it just isn't fun and when it uh you know when galactus is played it's like if your deck's not set up to be successful against Galactus, you know, you can't win people on the other end, you know, say, well, he's very telegraphed. You just need to counter him. You just retreat, right? That's why we have the retreat system and the snapping system. We do, mm-hmm. you don't have, you know, you just lose that one cube and you go, go to another match and don't worry about it. Move on with your life. Um, Obviously we could spend a whole hour just talking about yeah, that, I'm but sorry. I want to get, I'm to get your quick take. Where do you fall on the spectrum? What is your advice to listeners? What, what would be your advice to second dinner on Galactus?
1: So I'm I'm known to enjoy a bit of Galactus in moderation. I'm I find myself very much not super heavy in one direction or the other in terms of uh loving or hating the card. It's a card I like to break out once in a while, or especially if there's like a new card that supports it or if there's like a location that seems favorable because i mean we've seen a lot of those in the last few months uh like plunder castle um or no space throne space throne was uh that was like a diabolical time like i, I felt like a supervillain with the galactus deck uh when when that was the the hot location but the thing the thing about this card is like it makes sense why it's really polarizing um people do not like that the the decisions come down from three lanes to one lane um it is very easily countable. i think one thing that annoyed me about galactus was uh it annoyed me before i got the card and i played it and i got to actually like be on the other end of it because like psychologically we're going to remember the times if something annoys you you're going to remember the times you lose to that thing or that thing comes up more than you're going to remember the times that uh that thing didn't happen so like Galactus kind of suffers, it's it's kind of like old leader in a way. Uh, I mean, that card was way more overpowered. Uh, but you remember the times like that it gets you way more than the times that it doesn't. Um, and the the flip side of it is I know a lot of people are really vocal about hating the card. But I think like there's another side of the coin where there are, I know so many people who love this card to death um and it's just like their thing to do they they absolutely enjoy it they don't they aren't even putting up like super impressive win rates with it but they're they're having just a really good time um and so i think for that reason i think like the idea of like significantly like super nerfing this card in some way or fundamentally changing it. i don't think it's really necessary it's not a card you want to be uh a huge percentage of the meta and i think that's where these complaints are coming from and i do think it is going to self-correct because if galactus just stays if people are stubborn and they want to keep playing their galactus list whoever blinks first in that game of chicken like if people want to counter galactus they can they can force the Galactuses into hiding <laughs> with enough effort like it'll just happen if it stays yeah. that popular we've already it's kind of why patriot popped up a bit right because you have debris of cosmo uh, you'll have initiative most of the time. It's it's a really good deck at dealing with Galactus and the the junk deck that I was talking about with Sentry. I love playing that, and like half your whole deck just counters them. Even if they get it to pop off, you can Professor X them, like the, where you see them going. So uh, I understand, and I don't think people's feelings are like invalid, like finding it frustrating. But I do think like you kind of mentioned it's it's i find it really easy to just if i i know if they've got me beat sometimes i'll risk it for fun post infinite uh just to kind of make them have it because they don't always they do most of the time but not always once he's popped off um but i i find the other thing that's really like uh funny to me is i find it really satisfying when you're the person countering the galactus Mm -hmm. um so i think that that isn't talked about quite as much i mean i've seen it expressed because people really like to emote spam when they counter you with galactus <laughs> from what i've seen because um, people really some people really dislike the card but i think it's important to remember like i think for every person who really dislikes the card there's 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 a reason it's so played even when it's really looking at the stats not this like objectively really powerful meta dominating deck it's like it, it can do a good thing and win games sometimes but its it, stats have always been uh not putting up the numbers and there's a reason you don't see people bring galactus in tournaments right like when it's the last time we saw that it just doesn't really happen because when people know hey there's going to be a bunch of galactus around uh, it's very easy to make that uh rough for the galactus player so uh yeah I, yeah that's kind of where i fall i i think i mean if it ever gets to that point where it's taking up like where it's like uh anywhere even close to like where we saw like pre shirt uh pre nerf Shuri, where these some some of these have like 25 30 percent of the metagame or whatever it was like then maybe you need to take a look but uh for now i don't think it's it's a, a game balance problem personally
0: yeah i think that's a, a solid take appreciate the thoughts there Uh, listeners, let us know. You know, if you agree, disagree. I know this is kind of an ongoing conversation, so would love to hear feedback online. But with that, we are out of time. So, zombies, want to thank you again for being here. Uh, but before we go, I want to give you a chance. Just give us a shout out where can people find you? How can they best support the content that you're putting out for Marvel Snap?
1: Yeah, uh, so I do pretty much daily stuff over on YouTube. Uh, zombies go nom nom over there, just like it is on the screen. Uh, I also stream on Twitch. I'm trying to do that a bit more regularly because I'm really enjoying the game right now. Uh, Twitch is slightly different. It's zombies with a Z at the end of it. Go nom nom. Because uh, I guess the S was taken. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I also do a uh, bi-weekly podcast. So every two weeks, uh, we do the Born to be Cosmo show. A couple of friends and I, uh, mainly prior Hearthstone players, I've uh, been playing a lot of Snap since release. Uh, and in my case, but before release, we decided to do uh, a fun little show about it and I uh, really enjoy doing that. It's only uh, every two weeks, but it's uh, much like we did on here. It's, it's a lot of fun just kind of talking about the game, where things are at, where they're going, um, kind of what we hope to see in the future, all that good stuff. Uh, so you can find that at Born to be Cosmo on Twitter, YouTube and uh, all the uh, podcasting platforms and then twitter as well i i try and put out decks on twitter and sometimes uh memes i've been put i put out like a meme a day until the sherry deck got nerfed i thought it was going to be a cute little thing to do for like a week and i think i ended up with like three weeks worth of memes (laughs) i was running out at the end um but yeah those are all the spots you can find me uh thanks a lot for having me on it was uh it's always a fun time to uh talk about the game
0: awesome well thank you again make sure you go follow zombies at all those great locations we will have those written in the description of the episode and uh, we will catch you in the next episode thanks can't stop snapping is a podcast written recorded produced and hosted by michael thurman thanks for listening